This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. As I was growing up, there was two very important prayers that I would pray when I was a youngster. The first was the prayer before dinner. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. Amen. And that would be something that we would even pray together as a whole family, right? Teaching my brother and I how to pray. And then before we go to bed, you know, we get down on our knees next to our bed and say, Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. Those were really important prayers for me to learn. It was a way to uh, quiet everything down and um, ask the Lord to give me strength for the food that I was eating and then also um, praying before I went to sleep each night, protecting me and, and all of that. And so what I love is that I remember those prayers. I remember it like it was yesterday, getting down on my knees and praying before I went to sleep. But what can happen if we don't grow our prayer life, if we don't grow and understand what it truly means to be in relationship with God and how we can pray to Him? We can get stuck in those elementary, easy to say and remember and memorize prayers. And I think that's where um, part of my struggle was as I was growing up as I, I didn't really fully understand everything about prayer and what the Bible said about it. And I was kind of stuck in this memorization, this rhythm of what a prayer should look like. And so last week, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit and why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to us after he ascended into heaven. It, the Holy Spirit is to be a helper to us, right? That we can hear his voice, that, um, that he can help us pray to God the Father and can help us to learn and renew our minds while we're here on earth. Well, that's why I believe the Lord wanted me to share with you the importance of prayer this week so that we can have a fully, fuller understanding of our relationship and what that looks like. I mean, it's so important for us to be able to pray to the Lord and not that they're just prayers that we memorize and prayers that just roll off our tongue that we say before we eat and before we go to bed, but that it is a way for us to come to the Lord with our prayers, our requests, our desires, our hurts, um, how we want to praise and worship the Lord, how we want to grow as a community of believers, how we want to stand in the gap for people. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And why is, it so under, why is it so hard for us to understand prayer? Because it can be this big overwhelming thing that we think has to happen, right? We, we have a hard time praying to someone that we can't see, first of all. And then we just don't know what to say and, you know, what is he hearing? And so we're going to talk about that today. But prayer is important to understand because it's how we communicate with God. It was designed by God so we could come to him, not just for ourselves, but on behalf of other people. 
It's how we worship Him, how we go to Him with our burdens and requests, and how we can help further His kingdom. So there are seven different kinds of prayer that are mentioned in the Bible. And today we're going to talk about that and not how we can only not only grow our prayer life, but our relationship with God. So the first one, the first prayer that we're going to talk about today is the prayer of faith. So why is it so hard for us to believe that it is God's will that all of our needs are met? Not only our physical and spiritual needs, but also our financial or material needs. Why is that so important for us? Why is it so hard for us to understand that that's important to God? Well, when we study God's Word, specifically the Old Testament for starters, we read that God promised His people that if they would obey Him, they would prosper. And we can read those words in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. So if they obey his word, they would prosper. Now let's go to the New Testament. And the Lord said he would give good gifts to his children. Matthew 7 verses 11. And in Mark eleven twenty four, Jesus is talking about granting us the desires of our heart. And this is how he tells us how to do it. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So the Bible is telling us that we need to obey God's word. We need to come to him with our requests. And if we are obedient in doing that, that he will hear us and he will answer our prayers. So two key takeaways. We need to be obeying God and everything that is in his book, everything that he is telling us in his word, and trusting and believing that he wants to give us good gifts. He wants to provide for us, but, but those gifts need to align with God's word. It doesn't mean that I can uh, one day just say, Lord, I would like a million dollars. Lord, I would like a beautiful house on the lake. Lord, I want you to take me to Europe so that I may study abroad. Well, I think, first of all, we got to go and see where in God's Word does it say all of these things. And are those truly the desires of our heart lining up with God's Word, or are those material things that, that we want to have? We need to take an inventory of our motives, and we need to ask ourselves, am I obeying God and His Word, and do my requests that I want line up? With God's word. That is the prayer of faith. Trusting and believing that God wants to give us good gifts and being able to ask for them, stepping out in faith and asking for them, trusting and believe that he wants to provide. Next, the prayer of praise and worship. Did you know that you could spend time with God in prayer by just praising him? And that should be a question we all ask ourselves was when was the last time we actually sat down and thanked God and praised him for all of the gifts that he's already given us, for all the ways that he's already worked in our lives, for all the ways that he's already helped us, you know, in our daily walk. When was the last time we went to the Lord and we weren't complaining 
or requesting or um, having a pity party or saying, why God, why me? When was the last time we actually went to him and, and thanked him and, and praised him and lifted him up? This kind of prayer is mighty prayer, especially when we praise him in the midst of our hard circumstances. Back a few weeks ago, we were talking about hallelujahs in the hard times and, and praising the Lord in our desperation. And we talked about Paul and Silas and how they were in the middle of prison, right? They had just been brought to prison after they had been um, praying and preaching about God. And so they were beat up and, and brought in prison. They were in chains and it was the midnight hour. It was not only the midnight hour of time, but it was also like the darkest hardest part of their their night and they were sad and they were you know locked up in prison in chains and they were hungry and yet in their brokenness and in their hardship they praised the lord they sang songs to the lord they worshiped the lord and it was in that moment that god moved supernaturally and broke all the chains all the chains of all the prisoners and all the doors came off that is the mighty acts that can happen when we praise and worship the Lord, singing and praising God, even in our challenging and hard times. God moves. God opens doors and unlocks chains when it's genuine worship. What does united prayer look like? This is another type of prayer that is talked about in the Bible. United prayer, and there's, it's talked about in several different places in Acts, where the people join together and lift their voices. Acts 1.14 and 2.1 and 4.24 and 16.25. They all prayed at once and they prayed out loud. This is united or corporate prayer. And how powerful is it for all of us to come together and lift our voices together all under one body of believers, trusting and believing that God will work and move. But know this, we don't all have to be together physically under one roof for that to happen. And that's the wonderful thing about the Holy Spirit, that when we have the Holy Spirit in us moving, we can be one body of believers under one Holy Spirit, lifting our voices in praise in corporate prayer. That means all of us together today, all over the world, are joined together by the Holy Spirit and can lift our voices in prayer. That is powerful. In Him, we are one body with one heart for Jesus Christ. That is united or corporate prayer. Then we have the prayer of commitment. So what does this mean? We are committing ourselves, our ways, our cares over to the Lord. For example, Psalm 37.5 says, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. We are trusting in the Lord. We are committing our lives, our paths, our ways, trusting that God is going to move and, and do wonderful things. And then 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety, anxiety on him because he cares for you. This is a big one, and it's the million-dollar question. What are you worrying about today? What have you not cast 
to the Lord yet? What anxiousness or worry or care are you still carrying around that you have not yet given to the Lord, that you haven't given to him and committed to him, trusting that he's going to do something with it? I know for me, I spent a lot of my life dragging around all of these suitcases and bags full of cares and anxieties and worries and things that that went with me everywhere. All of the worries that I didn't give to the Lord. And if you could imagine, you know, maybe yourself, just like me, you take all of that stuff up to the altar, right? And you, you want to, to give it to God. You, you pray to him for him to take it. You pray for him to take this situation that you have no idea how he's going to fix. Or, or you take this sin that you don't know how you're going to give up. Or you take this worry that you don't understand what's going to happen. And, and you try and lay it all down at the altar, right? But when you get up and you go back to your seat, you take all of that stuff back with you. You weren't really committing everything to the Lord. You were just praying about it. You, you never really laid it down. This is what the prayer of commitment is, is, is thinking about how we need to be praying about laying it all down and committing our cares and worries to God. Can we open up our clenched fists and let go of our cares and our worries and trust that, that God wants to take care of us, that God wants to um, watch out for us, that God wants to and does have a plan and a purpose for our life. He is bigger. And he, he sets us up in his word to tell us about how he wants to answer our prayers and he wants to take our cares and our worries and our concerns. We just have to do it. Praying with tongues is another prayer now, what does the Bible say about praying in tongues? Well, if you have your Bibles and you want to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to start in chapter 1 and, and read until verse 11. Start in verse 1, go to verse 11. Now, about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters, all of us, the gifts of the Spirit, we talked about this last week, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I do not want you to be uninformed. And he's talking about how in the past they were influenced and they, they were led astray. But now he wants us to know that Jesus is Lord and these are the gifts of the Spirit. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. 
Now, as I said before, we talked last week about the Holy Spirit and why we need him. And when you pray in tongues, we are praying directly to God through the Holy Spirit. While we may not have the words or understand what we are saying, the Holy Spirit does and prays on our behalf. All believers have the access to this gift and receive the gift of tongues when they have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And if you want to know more about that, you can look throughout the New Testament um, where it talks about the Holy Spirit and the gifts that he gives us and how we can receive those. Another way that we can pray to the Lord is the prayer of intercession. Now, this is one of my favorite ways of praying to the Lord because I love to pray for other people. The prayer of intercession is standing in the gap in prayer on behalf of someone else. And, and doesn't the world need that now more than ever before, right? Us standing in the gap for those that still do not know Jesus, that, that are struggling, that, that need prayer and just don't know how to do it. We need to be praying for our family and our friends and our government and our world. Each of us knows someone that we can stand in the gap for and pray for. Romans 8 26 and 27. In the same way, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. If you have ever struggled to know how to pray for someone, the Holy Spirit will speak to our hearts in that quiet voice and let us know how we can pray. And we can lift our voice up to God the Father and ask him to help these people, whoever the Lord lays on your heart specifically, in any way that they need. And, and maybe we don't fully understand the situation, but that's where the Holy Spirit comes in and how he can pray directly to God using us. That is the prayer of intercession. The prayer of agreement. That's another way of praying to the Lord. Matthew 18, verses 19 and 20 reads, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So the prayer of agreement is two people agreeing on what the word says in order for God to answer that prayer. They come alongside of each other and agree. And I believe this is one of the reasons why the enemy tries so hard to isolate us and make us alone so that we don't come alongside of each other, so that we don't pray for each other, that we're limited in how we can agree with each other and help each other and pray to the Lord so that we can align our lives with God's word and his truth. And so it's, it's a challenge for us to do that when we don't even know that, that that's a way to pray, but then also when the enemy is fighting us to stay isolated and alone and to keep our concerns and our struggles to ourselves. So now that we know the different kinds of prayer, how do we apply this to our life? How do we apply this to our relationship with the Lord? Well, number one, 
it tells us that we have to pray to the Father in Jesus' name. And, and Jesus tells us in John 16, 23, Very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. So all of our prayers should start out as Father God. Father God, help us. Help me. Help show me in Jesus' name. Amen. This is how Jesus asks us to pray, is to the Father in his name. Number two, believe you receive when you pray. If, if we are praying in the faith, if we are trusting and believing in God's word, then whatever we pray for, as long as it aligns with God's word, we need to have faith and believe that we're going to receive it even before we receive it. And that's why faith is an action word. That's why we need to step out in faith and trust and believe that God wants to answer our prayers, that God wants to provide for us, that God wants to take care of us with our physical, emotional, spiritual, financial needs. But, but I think as humans, we struggle with two things. We struggle with timing. We want everything right now. And when we are asking God to provide, we also need to be trusting that it's going to be in God's timing for his glory. And it is the perfect timing for us in, in whatever season of life we're, we're in. Because God doesn't just look at us in, in this perspective. He looks in this perspective, right? And how it's going to work for so many different things at the same time. So we are trusting in God's timing and and trusting that when we pray, it's going to happen in his timing and for his glory. And we also have to, it has to be in God's, aligning with God's word. You know, what we think we need, we, we may not always need that. We, we may think we need all of these things, but actually we don't. And, and God gives us exactly what we need in his timing. Number three, believe you receive it before you see the answer, which is kind of what we just talked about in number two. Before we can actually see the provision coming to us, we have to believe that we've received it because that's what God, God's word tells us. That's that faith. We're stepping out, trusting and believing before we can see the answer and trusting, believing that God is good. Number four, keeping what you receive by faith. There have been so many times that God has worked and moved and perhaps healed someone or given them a gift. And once they have that healing, it has gone away because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's going to come right back to you and try to take away that gift that the Lord has given you. And, and, and sometimes there's lying symptoms. Sometimes there's all this lying that's happening saying, God didn't really heal you. God didn't really give you a gift. Are you sure that God loves you? Because I really think that you've sinned and made too many mistakes and, and that wasn't really a healing. That wasn't really a gift from God. And so we lose faith, right? We start backpedaling and we start, well, maybe God didn't heal me. Well, maybe God didn't really provide that for me. Well, maybe that wasn't a gift from God. And we back ourselves up because of all the lies from the enemy, and we don't keep the gift. We don't keep what God has given us. 
and we let the enemy come and take it right out of our hands. It's important that we keep what we receive by faith. Number five, we have to exercise our faith. These things that I'm telling you today and, and these steps, this isn't a formula. This isn't a formula on how to have the most prosperous prayer life and how you can get all your stuff that you want. No, this is about a relationship and understanding how God designed prayer. This is about us having this relationship with the Lord that we can go to him when we need him to work and move, when we need his help, and, and, and we have the tools that we need to understand all the many different ways that God designed prayer to be. We have to exercise our faith. We have to be in God's word. We have to be learning and renewing our minds. Number six, listening to doubt can rob you. We need to be renewing our minds and studying God's word and reading books and material like I did. You know, I didn't know all about prayer. I was stuck for many years praying, now I lay me down to sleep. And God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for this food. Amen. I listened to the Holy Spirit to help me renew my mind and, and read more and understand the text so that I could have a better grasp of what prayer life was so that I could not only have a better prayer life, but that I could teach and preach that to other people. We have to be able to step out and, and grow and renew our minds and not listen to the doubt from the world, but to be here listening to the Holy Spirit, understanding um, how we can take the next steps to grow that relationship, how we can uh, do the things that the Father wants us to do. Ultimately, what we're learning and, and what this sermon is about today is to encourage you to have that kind of relationship with the Lord so that you can go to him and make your requests when they align with God's word, that you can intercede on the behalf of others, that you can come together with other um, believers and agreement, praying out God's word over your community, over your family, over the world. And when we do that, trusting and believing that God is going to work and move and he's going to answer our prayers because that's the kind of God he is. Ultimately, ultimately, God wants you to talk with him. And as we watch the opening video talking about what does prayer look like for you, that's, that's what you have to discover in your relationship. What do you need to make your relationship with the Lord work? Do you need to step away and spend quiet time alone with him? Do you need to pray uh, using God's word and pray that over your family and your life? You know, do you need to take walks with God, set aside time with him each day? What does your relationship with the Lord look like? And how is he asking you to meet him? We have two hands, right? When we watch that worship video and a lot of times those two hands are, are working against each other. But if we can take these two hands that God has given us, 
and, and have them work together, folding them and bowing our heads and praying together corporately, what could the Lord do with that? What could the Lord do with all of us praying together the same prayer, which I want to do right now? Let's fold our hands together, close our eyes, and pray the Lord's prayer together corporately. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Just now, we prayed corporately together as a body of believers to make heaven come to earth. I just pray that throughout this next week, you will use the tools that you've learned today, the different ways that you can go to the Lord in prayer to grow your relationship. I pray that you will work on those, that you will spend more and more time with him, praying, trusting, believing, having faith, praying corporately, trusting and believing that he has a plan and a purpose for us, that he wants to give us good gifts, and that he is who he says he is in his word. He is our God. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, I pray that you have a blessed week and that you will feel God moving with you uh, as you take one step at a time, trusting and believing in, in what he has for you. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.